Hi, this is Living Truth with Dr. Ferdinand Uweke, coordinator of Eternity Ministries. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The freedom you experience is tied to the truth that you know. On Living Truth, you will encounter God's truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Living Truth is life-changing truth, holistic truth, balanced truth. For books and messages from Dr. Ferdinand and Eternity Ministries, visit our website www.eternityministries.org and www.ferdinandwicked.com And now, here's Dr. Ferdinand with today's message. Hi, my name is Dr. Ferdinand Weke and I am your host on Living Truth. I'd like to welcome you to this edition of Living Truth and I coordinate Eternity Ministries and Eternity Ministries is not a church uh, but our goal is to teach and to preach the word of God, to equip you for living the kingdom life and for bringing glory to God and for fulfilling your destiny, not first of all to make you a member of our church. But of course, if you need some counsel, we will always be available to um, encourage you in the things of God. So welcome to this edition of Living Truth. Now on today's uh, broadcast, we are looking at kingdom protocols. Uh, if you've been with us for some time on Living Truth, you will recall that we have been dealing with the Kingdom series. And we have spent some time to look at the definition of a kingdom. What is a kingdom? The reason is because as believers, we are members of the kingdom of God. We are part of a kingdom. You see, Jesus Christ uh, is not a religious leader. He's a king. He didn't come up to set up, he didn't come to set up a religion. He came to establish a kingdom. And as believers, we are part of that kingdom and Jesus is our king. So it's important for us to understand how kingdoms work and the protocols and the things that govern the operation of kingdoms because we belong to a kingdom. Now, we have also seen that a king in a kingdom, Things are different from a democracy. A kingdom and a democracy are not the same at all. A king is not a president. And that has serious implications to how we behave in a kingdom. You cannot debate with a king. You cannot argue with a king. You cannot win an argument with a king while he is still king. In the same way, Jesus is our king and we are called to relate with him as his children. Yes, of course, children of God, but also as his subjects and it's important that we remember that in uh, our work with God and in our life inside the kingdom we spend some time to look at you know the kind of things that happen when there is no king in a life and what happens when the king arrives and we saw that when a king comes you cannot continue to live like you did when there was no king because things are now different the king takes over, and when he takes over, he takes over both assets and liabilities. Now that we are under the government of the king, we also begin to receive the benefits of kingdom citizenship. The benefits of kingdom citizenship. And then we also become agents of kingdom advancement. We become uh, uh, doers of the will of the king. We become people that the king can rely upon to advance his will. We are interested in the agenda of the king. You see, because we have a king, we cannot have uh, 
an agenda that is different from that of our king and still be his faithful subject. So as well as receiving the benefits of the kingdom, we adopt the kingdom lifestyle. And as we walk in that kingdom lifestyle, it manifests in kingdom culture. And the primary um, manifestation of kingdom culture is that everything is geared towards the glory of the king. So we are living now no longer for ourselves, but for the king who loved us and bought us with his blood. The one that gave his life for our salvation. The one that paid the price so that we can be delivered from eternal damnation. So out of our gratitude, we now live for the king. Our life reflects his glory. And then we also advance his glory in our families, in our neighborhoods, our offices, and in the nations. We do that by preaching the gospel, inviting other people to come under the rule of our king and to enjoy the benefits that, you know, we have found in our relationship with the king. Now, on today's edition, I want to share with you along the lines of kingdom protocols. You see, every kingdom runs on protocols. And when kingdoms change, protocols change as well. First of all, we are going to read a scripture that I think is very important. And that scripture is in Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. And I'm reading from verse 12 up to verse 13. Colossians 1, 12 and 13. It says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power or the kingdom of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, the son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our sins. That's verse 14. Now, in this passage of scripture, we are told to give thanks, continual thanksgiving to the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, because he has qualified us and has made us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. But you see, we are not always in the light. So how did we get to the light? He says, verse 13, he has delivered us from, from the kingdom, the power, the dominion, the authority and the territory of darkness. And then he has translated us into the kingdom, the dominion, the territory of light, the territory of the son of his love. And in him now we have redemption, the forgiveness of our sins all because of the blood that he shed. So from this scripture, we can see that there is a new reality for every born-again child of God. There is something called translation. We have been relocated from the kingdom of darkness and we have been brought over into the kingdom of light. Now, the major point here now is that the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light are two very different places. In fact, they have two very different kings and rulers. Satan is called the prince or the ruler of the kingdom of darkness. But the Lord Jesus Christ is the ruler of the kingdom of light. Now, automatically, because the kings and the rulers are different, you will expect the protocols to be different. So what are protocols? Protocols establish the order for proper function. It shows how things are done. For example, in our government, you have someone that is called the chief of protocol. And it is that person's responsibility to, to make sure that protocol is respected in government functions. Mm? 
you do not uh, place a governor above the president because that is contrary to protocol. You do not place um, a member of the House of Assembly above a senator. That is contrary to protocol. So protocols show us the proper order of things, how things are supposed to run in a kingdom, in a government, even with computers. You will notice that even when you are sending an email, if you don't follow the proper protocol, you will not end up having your mail delivered. If you don't follow the proper protocol, you cannot even access the website that you are trying to get to. You must type in the address correctly. If you send a mail and you don't follow the proper protocol, that mail is going to return and they say it was brought back by something they call Mela Demon. That's actually Mela Demon. <laughs> and the demon is saying, go away. I don't, I, you sent me on a message I don't understand. I can't deliver your letter. Why is that so? Because you did not follow the proper protocol. Now, in the same way, because we have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, there is a new king and there is a new reality. So things cannot continue to operate the way they used to operate when we were in the previous kingdom. I'm going to give you an example that will help you to understand. Remember that once upon a time, if you've been reading scripture, that people like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, these were Hebrew children. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came to Israel and he conquered the kingdom of Israel. And he carried these, uh, these guys as captives to Babylon. Now, when they arrived in Babylon, now they are captives in Babylon. Now, you see, the kingdom has changed. They are no longer under the kingdom of Judah, where they used to be. They are now under the king of Babylon. So they cannot continue to do in Babylon what they did in Judah. Why can't they do that? Because there's a new king. There's a new reality. Now, so what did Nebuchadnezzar do for, the, for them? Nebuchadnezzar sent all of them to the University of Babylon. He sent them to be trained in the ways of Babylon so that they will be able to stand before the king. So you see, now that they are in Babylon, they have to learn the protocols that govern life in Babylon. And the reason, one of the reasons that Daniel prospered in the land of Babylon was that even while he continued to hold fast to the covenant of Jehovah, he understood the protocols of Babylon. He understood how Babylonian society works. He understood their literature. He understood their language. In fact, Nebuchadnezzar changed the names of those Hebrew boys. He changed their food, changed their dressing, changed everything about them. Of course, thank God he couldn't take away God from their hearts. But it gives you an indication that when there is a new kingdom, there is a new reality. And if you are going to prosper in this new kingdom, you have to discover and respect the protocols of the new kingdom where you are located. Take another example. You have a Nigerian who relocates to um, the United States of America. So he arrives in New York. Now, America is not Nigeria. And the laws of America are very different from the laws of Nigeria. Now, taxes may be optional here in Nigeria. Of course, there's an increasing drive now towards uh, people paying taxes. But in a place like the U.S., taxes are not optional. People say that, you know, the, the two things that are sure in America are death and taxes. Now, but coming from a place that has oil, he may say, well, no, I don't know about taxes. Now, another example, he can afford to wear a shirt in, in January uh, in, in Abuja you know, during the day and even during the night because the weather is not too cold. Of course, it's, it's cool, but it's not too cold. But if he tries that in New York, he's going to freeze to death. 
Why is he going to freeze to death? Because this is winter. You are arriving in the middle of winter. America, New York is not Abuja. They are two very different places. So what must he do? He has to learn how to survive in New York. He has to go and buy all kinds of winter, heavy winter clothing because this is a new reality. Likewise, for us as kingdom citizens, we must understand that there is a new reality. So you cannot continue your old life. That's why the Bible says you put off certain things and then you put on other things. It tells us to let go of the old life and its ways and to put on the new man which is created after God in righteousness and through holiness. So you see, when kingdoms change, protocols change. A new kingdom is equal to new protocols. And I want to say before we take a break that in a kingdom, there are protocols for everything. There are protocols for everything. Just like in Nigeria, there are protocols for everything. There are laws that govern everything we do according to the constitution. There are laws for how to drive. There are laws for how to get married. There are protocols for if you want to travel out of the country. There are protocols for when you want to come back. I mean, I traveled the other day and when you come back, you have to have your passport stamped that you have entered back into the country. If you don't do that, next time you are going to travel, you will be in trouble. There are protocols for every... If you want to import things into Nigeria, there are protocols for that. So you see, in a kingdom, there are protocols for everything. And in God's own kingdom, there are also protocols for everything. Now stay with me on Living Truth because when we come back, we are going to continue to look at the matter of kingdom protocols. Don't go away. Hi, this is Living Truth with Dr. Ferdinand Uweke, coordinator of Eternity Ministries. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The freedom you experience is tied to the truth that you know. On Living Truth, you will encounter God's truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Living Truth is life-changing truth, holistic truth, balanced truth. For books and messages from Dr. Ferdinand and Eternity Ministries, visit our website www.eternityministries.org and www.ferdinandweke.com Dr. Ferdinand will be back after this short break. Join Dr. Ferdinand and other servants of God for Living Truth Life every last Sunday of the month. Brings up for life-changing teachings, prayers, and ministrations. Dr. Ferdinand is not a church pastor, but a teacher of God's Word. You will be nourished with the Word and equipped to maximize your destiny. Venue, Block 13, Flat 2, Spring Valley Estate, opposite Akko Estate, Airport Road, Abuja. Time is 4 p.m. For books, CDs, and other materials, visit our office at Block 13, Flat 2, Spring Valley Estate, opposite Akko Estate, Airport Road, Abuja. Listen to Dr. Ferdinand online at our website, www.eternityministries.org. That is, www.eternityministries.org. Or call 081-066-06076. That is, 081-066-06076. Dr. Ferdinand welcomes your partnership to help spread the solid truth of God's word and to keep living truth on the air. Call now, 081-066-06076 or email ferdinand.mweke at gmail.com. Welcome back to... Um, living truth. Now, before the break, we are looking at kingdom protocols and we established that when kingdoms change, protocols change as well. And we believers, we are in a new kingdom and there is a new reality. 
And in a kingdom, there are protocols for everything. Now, here is a very important point to note with this matter of kingdom protocols. Your prosperity and your well-being in a kingdom are closely related to what you do with the protocols. It is your attitude to the protocols. Here is an example. Imagine that a Nigerian moves over to the UK and he wants to prosper. He wants to go to school and maybe study and then, of course, maybe possibly later get a job and uh, live in London uh, with his family. Now, when he comes, he will notice that these guys here in the United Kingdom, they don't drive on the right side of the road like we drive in Nigeria. They drive on the left side of the road. Now, if the Nigerian guy says, ah, look, why are they driving on the, on the left side of the road here? Ah, ah, no, this is not the way we do it. Me, I'm going to drive on the right side of the road. Ah, that's the one I know. And then he begins to drive on the right side of the road. You know, there are things that will happen to him. Number one is that he could have a fatal accident because he could collide with somebody else. Number two is that the police is going to pick him up and they are going to put him in prison. And that will be the end. In fact, they will probably put him on a plane and deport him after he has finished serving his prison sentence. Why is that happening to him? It's because he is not respecting the protocols established by Her Majesty the Queen. Your prosperity in the kingdom of God is totally dependent on your respect for the protocols established by our king. See, protocols do not demand explanation. They demand compliance. You cannot argue with a protocol. That Nigerian guy cannot say, uh, can you imagine what, what kind of thing is this in my country? I mean, Nigerian or, you know, Botswana or somebody else. He can say, look, in my country, we drive like this. So why can't I drive like this? The reason you can't drive like that is because you are in a different kingdom. You can't do what you like here and, and still prosper. So you see, your blessedness in God's eternal kingdom is connected to, first of all, receiving Jesus as your king. And then secondly, honoring the protocols established by your king for every aspect of Christian life, for every aspect of life, for your business, for your family life, for your work with God, for your relationship with other believers. If you dishonor the protocols and you are praying, now, here is a major point. Now, imagine that we didn't honor the protocols that the king has established. And then we are praying to the king. Why should the king listen to us when we have not listened to the king? That would be, that would be foolish of us to expect that the king will listen to what we are saying when we ourselves will not listen to what the king has established. So, respecting the protocols positions us to prosper in a kingdom. By honoring the protocols, we stand in favor with our king and the king can bless us and then because those protocols have consequences we can reap the positive consequences of honoring the protocols now for you to understand this thing a matter about protocols better let me give you an example with the kingdom of persia now one time the children of israel were uh, of course ruled by the persians who overthrew the babylonians and these Persians had a king. One of their kings was called Ahasuerus or Zexis. And he was married to Esther. And Esther, of course, was a Hebrew, a Hebrew lady. There was a time that, you know, Haman, who was an enemy of the Jews, plotted to destroy all the Jews. And then Mordecai, Esther's, Esther's uncle, asked Esther to go in to go and see the king. Now look what Esther says to 
Mordecai in Esther chapter 4 and verse 11. He said, look, tell Mordecai for me, all the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that any man or woman that goes into the inner court to the king who has not been called, you have not been invited, and then you go into the inner court of the king. There is only one law for such a person, and that is to put the person to death, except the one to whom the king holds out the golden scepter so that he may live. Yet, I myself have not been called to go into the king for these 30 days. See what Esther is saying. Esther is saying, look, Mordecai, you are telling me to uncle, you are telling me to go in and go and talk to the king. For the last 30 days, even though I'm his wife, I've not been called to come before him. Now, everybody knows that if you dare to enter into the inner chamber of the king, except you are invited, there is only one law for people like you, and that is to put the person to death. Do you know that even our, even the government houses of different countries, Buckingham Palace, for instance, or Assault Rock, or the White House, if you, are, if you don't have authorization to get into that place, you could be shot on sight. So, it's a protocol that for you to get into that place, you must have authorization. That's a kingdom protocol. There are several other such protocols that you will find in scripture. But let me focus in the time that we have left on the fact that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has established protocols for everything for every believer. Do you know that in, this, in the scriptures which contain the protocols of God's kingdom government, there is a way to be to enter into the kingdom. You can't just enter the way you like. There was one man that entered into a wedding banquet and he did not have the proper wedding garment. The king threw him outside. Why was that so? Because he did not enter according to protocols. There is a way to make money. As a child of God, the protocols of kingdom finances do not allow you to make money however you like. In fact, I have a whole course, a whole training called the Protocols of Kingdom Finances. And it has a book and an audio series that teach you how our king has ordained for you to prosper financially. And you can order that from our ministry using the information that you get at the end of this broadcast. There are protocols for kingdom finances. See, as a kingdom citizen, you cannot make money anyhow. Somebody said the end justifies the means. No, 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 no. Not in God's eternal kingdom. Do you know the Bible tells us how not to make money? It's in the Bible. The Bible tells us what will happen to money that you make in ways that are contrary to the word of God. In the Bible, there are protocols for kingdom family life. In other words, if you're a married man or a married woman, the king has established protocols of how you are to run your family. You cannot just treat your husband the way you like and call yourself a Christian woman. Why is that so? Because if you are under the king, the king has established protocols for wives. That's why in Ephesians chapter 5, Colossians chapter 3, and several other passages of scripture, you hear the Bible say, wives, do like this, do like this, do like this. Then you hear the Bible say, husbands, do like this, do like this, do like this. Love your wives as Christ loved the church. Wives, submit to your husband as unto the Lord. You see, all of those instructions are the king's protocols for family life in the kingdom. There is a way to raise your children. You can't just 
curse your children, shout at them, scream at them simply because they are children. No. The Bible says fathers, parents, don't provoke your children to wrath. There is a protocol for how children are supposed to relate with their parents. He says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. So you see, all of these different things tell you the protocols of the kingdom where we have arrived. And as you honor those protocols, that is how you are going to prosper. For you to even abide in God's house, there are protocols. Let me give you an example. If as a child of God, you refuse to forgive another child of God who has hurt you, Maybe somebody cheated you in business or your husband hurt you or your wife did something wrong to you or, or somebody else just offended you. Now you can say, I will never forgive him. Now, if you say you will never forgive him, I am not in doubt. Probably the pain was really serious. The person really injured you. But you see, you are breaking kingdom protocols. There was one servant in the Bible that the king forgave, but that servant refused to forgive another servant. You know what happened? The king said, go and call him back. And when they called that servant back, the king collected back the forgiveness he had given to him and told them to throw him to the tormentors, lock him up in prison until he could pay all of his debts. Now, if he couldn't pay when he was free, how would he pay from prison? So that's eternal punishment. Why was that so? Because he would not extend forgiveness to another servant. He was breaking the protocols of the house. So you see, there are protocols that govern our stay in the house of God. There are protocols that govern our Christian life. There are protocols that govern kingdom finances. There are protocols that govern kingdom family life. And all of these protocols are found in the Bible. That's why as a child of God, the word of God must become your close companion as you discover the protocols that our king has established. Now, my prayer for you is that you will honor the protocols of the king and you will enjoy the full benefits of your kingdom citizenship. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bless my friend, my brother, my sister, listening to Living Truth. And I ask that, Father, anywhere we have broken protocols, we receive forgiveness. And we ask that, Father, you give us grace to walk according to your protocols and to enjoy the full benefits of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for being with me on Living Through Today. Now, uh, it will be good to be in touch with you and we can provide counsel. You can get more resources that will help you to live according to kingdom protocols. Uh, God bless you. Thank you for joining us on Living Truth today. We believe you've been blessed. Connect with Dr. Ferdinand on Facebook, facebook.com slash drferdinandwicked. That is facebook.com slash drferdinandwicked. Or call 0808-793-5270. That is 0808-793-5270. Or visit our website, www.eternityministries.org and www.ferdinandwicked.com for more resources and to sign up to our Living Truth Podcast. Until next week when we bring to you another edition of Living Truth. Don't forget, the bigger God gets in your eyes, the tinier your mountains become. And your power shone.